Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 8 of Stories in Black and White. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Rebecca's Remorse by James Payne. It is not unusual with young men of philanthropic or religious instincts to seek their work on taking orders in the East End of London and to turn their backs upon fashionable congregations and gift slippers and yet those angels of fiction as they have been termed the doctors are never credited with the same self-sacrificing motives no medical man is ever described as preferring a poor neighborhood to a rich one he goes to bayswater if he cannot get to belgravia and to bloomsbury if he cannot get to bayswater but further east than bloomsbury he is not to be found in fiction this is not in accordance with his angelic character with his sending in his little account receipted to his poor patient with his giving him the money for a seaside holiday instead of a prescription or with the furnishing of every comfort for mind and body which that marvellous diagnosis of his has discerned to be necessary at the first glance this is hard as there really are doctors in the east end of london and i once had a practice there myself it was not a good one in point of remuneration and there were plenty of patients the sort of practice that makes one perfect from a professional point of view and at the same time absolves one from the income tax i confess however that i did not make this choice of my own free will not grace nor zeal but a quarrel with my respected uncle on whom i was entirely dependent had been the cause of it i had i allow considerably exceeded my allowance at college and my hospital career in london had been expensive but his conduct in buying a practice for me in the east instead of the west as a punishment for what he did not hesitate to term my reckless extravagance was i think it will be admitted vindictive he made me however an allowance which though one would have called it moderate in a more fashionable locality was ample enough for such a neighborhood pleasures were very cheap there and not very attractive its concerts were not at the time of which i am speaking classical though of late years music of quite a high class has emigrated thither and bethnal green itself has become an art centre the dances one was invited to by advertisement 
were of a public nature and were too much of a maritime character to suit the landsman there was no shop where you could spend money to any extent save that wonderful emporium where not only lions and tigers are as plentiful as chickens in Lednall market but much finer curios are to be found than can be picked up in piccadilly but lions were not in my way though i had kept a tiger at the university and i was much too young to care for curios a taste for which does not usually develop till the mind has given way a little this enforced economy had however one very pleasant side to it i generally found myself with money in my pocket a most unusual experience with an east end doctor there is nothing more distressing to him if he is a good fellow or even if he has a human heart in his breast that the knowledge that half the patients who come under his care are not so much in need of medicine as of the necessaries of life and which he is unable to supply them no one knows what poverty is who has not seen the east end during a bad time for my part it was a revelation to me and when one saw how far not a shilling but even a penny was made to go it made one a nasty jar to remember the hundreds one had squandered for spending's sake at first indeed brought face to face with such urgent want one's heart made one lose one's head and i found myself not from philanthropy but from fastidious disgust at squalor and wretchedness supporting some of the idlest and most worthless scoundrels in the parish but after a while one grew wiser or less emotional and learnt discretion which is the better part of charity it was a good school for me in many ways though i did not like being sent to it people talk of genteel poverty as being the worst sort of it but at the risk of being thought material and commonplace i venture to remark that abject poverty the halfpenny worth of bread and the sack instead of a bed on the floor is much more hard to bear there are degrees even in that or rather the same wretchedness seems greater or less according to the habits of those who endure it it is possible though by no means easy to be cleanly under the most sordid conditions the house or rather the one room may be swept though it cannot be garnished the broken teacup may be washed the ragged blanket mended but when squalor is added to want pity is lost in disgust and the attempt to cling to the decencies of life is the most touching of all the attributes of very poor it is not god help them often made when everything else has gone by the board it seems useless to look after the hencoop star court a locality where some of my most wretched clients dwelt made very little effort in this direction though as a rule they were decent people who dwelt there we have all a tendency to live among those of our own calling how else since they are far from loving one another can the congregation of doctors in wimpole street or lawyers in bedford road be accounted for and when we have no calling among those of our own tastes and habits and so star court had become known in its time as a quiet street newcomers impecunious as the rest of my colony but averse to rose and ruffianism gravitated thither sooner or later i used to fancy there were more people who had seen better days there than elsewhere but at all events they could hardly have seen worse 
it was a miserable spot but it was not necessary to ask the policeman to keep his eye on you when you went into star court which was but a reasonable precaution in some other localities my first introduction to it was owed to rebecca bent who called upon me one very warm evening in late august to ask for medical advice i had seen her before for she had been charwoman for a few weeks at the little house i occupied when one of my two domestics was away i remembered her because she had worked so hard like a horse my cook had said during that temporary engagement and given much greater satisfaction than charwomen usually do otherwise there was nothing about her to enlist the memory she was not young five and forty one would say at least and she had not even the remains of good looks a tall big-boned masculine woman her only claim on the sentimental emotions that look of hopeless discontent worn by so many of her class and age she was certainly not an attractive person she was strong enough however and to all appearance healthy and the last person i should have expected to need my professional services still strange as it may seem in the case of those who have so many genuine troubles it is not more unusual for the very poor to imagine themselves ill when there is little the matter with them than for a fine lady if they cut their finger they think they are like to die and the woman had rung the surgery bell which though scarcely in the city sense meant business well rebecca nothing gone wrong i hope i said cheerfully you look all right appearances are deceitful sir heavens knows she answered with what seemed for so trite a proverb a most unnecessary significance it's weakness so that one cannot lift one's hand to one's head and thirst so that one wants a bucketful and a cough that seems to tear one's inside out and besides that there's fever so bad as that is it i made the usual examination her pulse was all right her tongue quite a pleasure to look at as compared with most of those organs submitted to my inspection especially that most common variety the drunken tongue she had not coughed at all throughout the ordeal and there was not a trace of fever you're nervous about yourself my good woman i said which in your case surprises me you're too hard a worker to have such fancies still them are the symptoms she